The major benefit uh, for me is like it individualizes learning. Like every student is different, and this kind of conforms to who we are as a learner. We can go further than what we learn in class. What you just heard was the voice of one of the student panelists who came to discuss the pros and cons of technology used in the classroom. Hello, welcome to RocketCast episode two. I'm James Wampler, I'll be your host today, and today we'll be discussing the results of our student sound off. Individuals from different grades within the student body came to discuss what they liked about technology used in the school, what they maybe didn't enjoy so much, techniques of teachers who are using technology to encourage learning, and techniques that are being used that might be antithetical to our overall mission of leading college and career-ready students. The purpose of this particular podcast was to have an honest discussion with students about what works and what doesn't work for them in the classroom so that we can reflect on and make changes to our instruction and the way that we utilize technology in the classroom. As you listen, it might be a good idea to think about whether or not you hear these things from students or if you maybe do them yourself, and think about how you can use this feedback to be more effective at communicating your content to 21st century learners. As I listened to the students, I was encouraged by their honesty. I was excited by their enthusiasm, and I was motivated uh, by their constructive criticisms and the realization that I've done some of the things that they universally hate. For those of you wondering about the layout, the discussion covered five different sections. Initially, students defined for themselves the pros of technology use in the classroom, followed by the cons of technology use in the classroom. After that, they discussed what positive use of technology in the classroom looks like for them. So, um, can they think of examples where a teacher has done an activity that's used technology and it's increased learning? After that, um, what does negative use of technology look like in the classroom? So, are there any times they can think of where a, a teacher was putting together an activity that used technology but it didn't really drive learning? After that, uh, they had a time where they could offer some advice for other students. And then finally, to cap it off, the final section of this podcast will explore a reflection on what I pulled out of this interaction. I'm hoping that you can pull some lessons from this as well, or at least that you feel more encouraged to have conversations like this with your students. With that being said, let's dive in. The first thing I did with the students was play the high-low game. So students gave me a positive example of what technology does for them, followed by any perceived negatives. One of my highs is that I have everything there. Like, I, ha I can open like Google Docs up for different classes and I'll put them in different folders. Like, and I don't have to carry around so much papers. I'll just need my Chromebook and my charger to have everything around. And another thing is that, you know, you have the internet, you have everything at your disposal. You don't have to go look through books to find what you're looking for. And you can get like a more broad definition of what you're looking for instead of just actually getting on like on a book like you look in the book and you just get one definition 
I want to go back to what you were saying about organization. So is that across the board? Do you feel like you're more organized with a computer as opposed to paper, pencil, yeah. folders, that kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, um, definitely. Yeah. I feel like I can find everything faster yeah, than I can. There's paper cluttered in my backpack <laughs> right now. Yeah. I'd much rather have it all on here. You can move and it saves it by itself, so it's yeah. even better. Because if you yeah, if you just forget it, then it's already saved on there for you. Right, right, okay. Like, you don't finish something here, you can take it home and finish it. And like, uh, some people, like, like clicks, like the nerdy, geeky, computer type people, <laughs> they're like, cool with it. So, like, if you have something wrong with your Chromebook, you can ask them instead of coming all the way up here and asking, oh, dude, no room next to us. Well, a high is be like, what helps me is like, stay organized. And like, now we have like a folder or two in my backpack. The major benefit uh, for me is like, it individualizes learning. Like, every student is different, and this kind of conforms to who we are as a learner. We can go further than what we learn in class. And um, I think a high would definitely be just the information that you can access with it, and it's a lot easier to get that information. And I think another high would be uh, we can like connect with our classmates better. Like, working on a Google Doc at the same time like is really helpful. Like in our English class or AP Lit, we like we typed a group essay and we each had a certain part to type and it was easy and it was fast and we got it done. It's easy to compare your work and like bounce ideas off of each other. Using what? Just docs or okay. Okay. gotcha. Well, you could use to use like Google Hangouts so they blocked it and then you're just stuck with Google Docs. Yeah. I just got files like some bootleg video chat website. <laughs> You know, it maybe might not get something done in class or anything like that. It might be electronically. You take it home and finish it. Probably uh, just being able to learn more, you know, instead of just paper, pencil type thing. It's more of a easier to Do you feel like you, because you say it helps you learn more, do you feel like uh, when you're typing up notes and taking in stuff that way you review it more? Is that what you're saying? Or how, how does that make it? Not really. Okay. Note, notes wise, I'm probably like more on paper. Okay. Um, doing my work, I'll probably like it more digitally because there's less writing and stuff. Okay. So the writing aspect, you, you like that yeah. you can type versus something? Okay. What's your love? Love, that's easy to distraction. Yeah. You know, some classes, you know, I might get done fast, eat, like really fast or something, or a teacher might be talking about nonsense, and I'll just be on the floor, Chromebook playing a game. So. Cool, cool. I snitched myself. <laughs> we'll cut names out of this one, you're safe. Um, it can also be a distraction, obviously. The management, because like in one class all we do is stuff on our Chromebook and we never do anything else and it's really easy stuff and it's, that's all we do every day and it's just not good at all. What? Oh, swear. <laughs> realize that we don't get on our we don't use paper at all. And it's not like engaging stuff, like, this is just an example, but one day our assignment was to have, a, we had a word, and then we had to find a picture of it online and paste it into a document, and that was it. Mm. Yeah. So it's just not very engaging and like engaging activities that we do. Yeah. Alright, uh, so in the downside, which I've heard this a lot, so I'm glad you mentioned that because I haven't heard anybody else say that yet, is that the the improper utilization. So teachers bring in technology, but not really 
do anything different with it. Um, it's just replacing paper and pencil. It's not really not engaging all the act cool stuff that you could be doing with it. Um, okay. And one of the lows would be like some of the classes you can't really get on Chromebooks on. Like math is like you can't do math on the Chromebook. You'd have to do the pencil paper thing again. Yeah. And low. Uh, distraction, basically, and if they didn't have so much stuff blocked, it'd be like easier to maneuver around. Because like, say you're researching something, click on first link's block, yeah. second link's block, third link's block. You might as well get a page and click it. Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's a big deal. So, uh, and we're going to keep on going around, but I'm going to pause here for a second. So, um, as students, you're saying we have to find somebody to have less restriction on. I'm assuming these are academic sites you're looking for, right, when you're, when you're researching? Uh, can you give some examples so I could bring that to somebody and be like, look, we're trying to do stuff here and this isn't working. What do you mean, like unblock? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, like, when you do your research and you're pulling up stuff, can you think of a specific, like, you're going to a database that you're trying to get to or... Well, I just typed in Google. Oh. <laughs> you know, you get at least the websites and you're like, okay, click on the first one. Gotcha. Okay. It distracts me a lot more because I feel like I can, like, have like all my tabs open and the teacher comes by I just like switch on another tab I'm supposed to be on and like just it just distracts me a lot. Yeah on that I want to I hear from all you guys but on that distraction note um, what percentage of your class would you say is distracted at any given time on Chromebooks? 50%. 50%. 50%. <laughs> Unblocked games. Yeah. Um, Think about a teacher who does integrate technology well. So not just sitting there the entire time, just not teachers doing nothing, but they're just working. I want a teacher who does something really well. So the teacher that uh, you go in the room and like, you know what, I'm using the technology, but I'm having a good time. And it's not just, I'm not just glued in this computer all the time. So I want you to think about that for a second. Tell me what that teacher does uh, well that you're like, I would love to see this in other classes because I'm not seeing it and I need, it needs to happen. All right. Popcorn it. So, uh, man. I really you can use know, really so for the good stuff, you can use names. I would say okay. if it's bad ideas, I don't want to hear it. Shout out to Mr. Bracken. What up? Um, but uh, <laughs> he uses Schoology more than any other teacher, yeah. uh, and he has all of his stuff really well organized into units and classes, and I just I like how he organizes it, because other teachers, uh, they just use Google shorteners for URLs, and they put it on the board, and they're like, hey, go to this website, and then, you know, it just gets cluttered on the computer, so... Mr. Bracken, he's got it down to a science. <laughs> so he he is using Schoology or Schoology. Um, what is he doing on Schoology that's different than just having shorteners? What's the, the organization do for you? All right. So uh, he puts all of our PowerPoints uh, for every lesson on there, and that really helps with personal study. Um, 
Also, I feel like just with his class, uh, it's easier to study using the computers. And like right now, he has us reading an article and uh, answering questions about it. Um, and he's just yeah, just like how he does it. So let's let's talk uh, tap time versus talk time for a second. How how what's the ratio there? Are you, Tap time? Are you talking like right now the time on computers, or are you talking, or was there a ratio? It's about 50-50. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Anybody else? I have a really good example of okay. that. Um, the other day in AP Lit with Ms. Patrick, we were having a discussion over a book we're reading, and we were we were on today's meet, and we were all in there together, and we were just like typing stuff out, and she recognized that it wasn't working. So we stopped that and just had a face-to-face -face class discussion. And in that class, we have a really good ratio of being on our Chromebooks and her teaching, and it works really well. I feel like I learned a lot in there. I think it's cool that you're seeing that as a student, that, that uh, teacher made a really quick quick change is what it sounds like. So trying to use technology wasn't working, went to plan B, and that worked out really well. So not being locked into the technology all the time is a plus. Okay, some teachers can't do that because like some teachers they like lesson planned out on the computer. The computer don't work. Then we ain't doing nothing. We sit around the whole yeah. class. Yeah. I had some classes where we didn't do nothing for the whole day. We just sat there and actually just did nothing. Just talked about it. Yeah. And we didn't do no. We should have any papers. Or just in case the technology didn't work. Yeah. And the computers, the Wi-Fi, I think was down. And so we didn't do nothing the whole period. Just sat there. There's no nothing. Just just nothing. She was like, oh, well, I had it playing on the computer, and now the Wi-Fi's down, so um, we're going to talk about it. And then um, we talked about it for like 10 minutes, and she goes, well, what do we do now? Netflix. She's <laughs> like, um, we can do an exit slip, and we're like, we got like 40 more minutes left. And she goes, oh, well, um, <sighs> well, just play your phones. And we're like, okay. Well, Ouch. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... Uh, a, a big, a big thing obviously is to have a plan B. Have something you can fall back on. Is what it sounds like, because that, that's terrible for everyone. I don't think she's having fun or you guys at that point. But I don't like a lot of papers. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, you should have a plan B, but don't like jump to the plan B before the plan A. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's so like an appropriate way, like you were saying, was that Miss Patrick that was doing that? Mm -hmm. I mean, it was technology, but they just flipped to talking. It wasn't anything they were write down. Did, did you all record stuff too? Or? We were talking. Yeah. No, we just had. The yeah, that's, it's just flipping over to what you do on today's meet. So I think that's, that's a really cool example. Anything else? Something we're doing really well. Uh, I like A push. When I'm in A push, like, my teacher she puts it all in a photo. That's like we've been using that since we were like in East Middle. Yeah. So. It actually helps a lot still. Now since everyone can actually access it and we don't have to go like to a lab and do it, yeah. she puts like all our like the day, like what we're doing today. She'll put it on there. She'll put our PowerPoint. We'll talk about it in class and we can have a Google Docs open the same time we're looking at the PowerPoint and then she's talking through it still, which is actually it helps a lot more. If you have a question, you can ask her because she's talking about it and you don't have to research it as well. So are you guys following along on a PowerPoint on your computer? So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Shout out to who? Who was that? Who was that? Miss Kelly. All right. Yeah. Awesome.
that we've kind of done some of this already, but this is the gripe rant time. So um, <laughs> what is happening with technology that's blowing your mind? You're like, please stop doing this. If I can give you a microphone and say, tell the teachers to stop doing this with technology, what would what would you say? Well, I wouldn't say the teachers, but like the people that control like, like the, the stuff on a Chromebook, like don't block as much because then they just limit us to like certain stuff. We can't expect it. They rely too much on the Chromebooks. Is that like paper? What do you mean by rely too much? What is that? They like, like they don't have like a backup plan for it. Like if the Chromebook is like, like people's Chromebook are dead. They're like most people don't bring their chargers to school because it just takes too much, up too much space. And if the Chromebook's dead and nobody has a charger, then they don't have a backup plan for the kid. Do you have any teachers that do that, that manage those really well? That say, uh, I've got good plans in place for kids missing a Chromebook or whatever else? Because I want to hear about that. Miss Gadoy does. She usually has it where if if your Chromebook is messing up or something, she can just give you a paper, give you the paper copy of it, which, you know, probably like that. Or she just asks you to uh, send it to her, which you have done, see it on Google Docs and send it to her, yeah. off somebody else's, and then she'll copy it. And you can just finish it on. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Any other management techniques that are working? You know, some classes, like, say, like, Keon don't got his Chromebook charged, then he got, like, he got bum off mine, or, like, one teacher, like, he has, like, his own Chromebook, but it's, like, not a Chromebook, it's, like, Lenovo or whatever, and he'll give him that to work on it, but, you know, it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. You gotta do your own work. One thing that's extremely frustrating, I know, at least for me, um, in one of our classes, we, like for probably two or three straight weeks, we were staring at our Chromebooks for an hour and 15 minutes. And we, everything we did was on there. Like we had online books and online annotations and it just wasn't working at all. And we have like this assignment that's due and it's a 90% grade. And it's really hard to do that when you really don't know any of the information from the online stuff because you've been zoned out the whole time trying to search your Chromebook. So um, I'm trying to make sense of like what you're saying here. So you're saying that like uh, you guys had the Chromebooks open. What were you doing with her while they were open? Was it, it, it was like, yeah, it was basically an online lesson. Like there was an online textbook and we had to like annotate the textbook online and then go back to a different Google Doc and type out what we were learning. And that's just, I, it just wasn't a good situation. What would, you, what would you think would work better in that situation? Well, what we're doing now is a lot better. Like we watch a video and then we do a worksheet about that video and then she gives us help and then we work with our group and then she teaches something and then we watch another video and it's a lot better. So the Chromebook kind of gets those wheels turning and then they kind of shut that off and it becomes more of an involved process. Okay. Also, uh, the other day our teacher had us watch like so many videos individually on our Chromebook and I really didn't like that because I mean I didn't have any like earbuds and so I had to get really close to my Chromebook, make sure I didn't distract anybody, listen close and it was just terrible. I mean, I suggest that teachers don't do stuff, force the Chromebook when you can, you know, do it together as a class. Okay. So, yeah, so, so don't use a Chromebook if you don't have to, right? Yeah. Use it as an improvement, but if it's not going to be an improvement, ditch it and do something else. All right. So for students, I'm going to change gears for a second. Uh, we just got 
Chromebooks in eighth grade. So I'm talking to a bunch of eighth grade students. Um, what would you tell them? Like, what are some things that you've ran into been like, I really wish I had known this. I really wish I had done this differently. <laughs> Don't play games in class. Yeah. Why, why not? It's hard to catch back up. Because I mean, it yeah. yeah. So uh, what have you done, I guess, to discipline yourself not to? Because that's hard to do. Well, they block most of the big games, so. <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta do your work now, and then the games you can play, like, yeah. yeah. Like, get your work done first, and then play on the games. Play games. <laughs> work, then play, okay. Anything else popping up in terms of issues for you guys, the Chromebooks, you want to relay some wisdom to the 8th graders? Bring your charger to school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How big is that problem? How big is that? Man, yeah. I got something I use my charger every single day. Yeah, at first yeah. it wasn't as bad, but now it's like every. Nobody brings their charger. Because I'm like the only one to bring my charger in like, my classes. <laughs> yeah, so, like, so you just like charge them some money or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could, but you know. Take two cookies. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else? It's been pretty good so far. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. students, I feel like we could do more using the Chromebooks uh, for personal study instead of just only in class. Yeah. I'm glad most people are taking them pretty seriously and not just like using them just for entertainment. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, so what were my takeaways from this discussion? Um, I've got about five or six I'd like to discuss, and I'd really like to hear what yours were as well. The first one is don't substitute. So uh, the students hate it. And it takes away from their idea of what technology could and should be. So we talked last week about the SAMR model, where you have uh, substitution, augmentation, modification, and redefinition. And if you're just doing a substitution task, it, it, it might be a good idea to step back and say, do I need technology for this? Uh, if you don't, if you do a low-level task with technology, you're going to find distraction being a problem. And we heard that with the students. They were talking about 50% of that class. And it was a fast answer, guys. It wasn't it wasn't like they just sit and think about it for very long. You heard me like, kind of start laughing about that. So if you're doing just a substitution task uh, and there's no functional improvement that technology brings to the table, it might be time to consider maybe not using technology for that assignment. All right, so number two, teach your students to use databases. When I was talking to that one student about the, the Google search, which part of that's kind of a legitimate concern. Um, I've, I've gotten on the internet sometimes and a website won't work that uh, that should work. And so part of that uh, will have to be addressed by sending sending that uh, information to the, the tech team and see if they can get those websites approved. But a big part of that with our student body is solved by teaching them to use databases. Now Julie Webb has a great website set up uh, for the Shelby County Library and part of that is uh, the databases. So teaching your student to use databases will hopefully reduce uh, the amount of frustration spent when they're doing research projects. And it will also give them much more relevant results. All right, number three, keep the lesson moving. So uh, don't just let them sit in front of a screen without walking around and checking uh, screens and checking tabs. Now we all know, especially at this point of the year, who our sneaky students are. So definitely, maybe when you're doing seating charts or um, having them set up in their seats, have them so that their backs are facing you. So they don't know if you're looking at them and their screens are facing you. That was a great tip by some of the students about keeping an eye on screens. But the, the big thing that I picked up on also was, so that one student was talking about how it's so much better now as the teachers maybe improved uh, their use of technology in the classroom, learning to bounce from uh, maybe a quick movie for a hook 
uh, that gets them in to a discussion, to a reflection on the computer and kind of bouncing around. And that movement keeps them engaged, keeps them occupied, and keeps them from getting bored and opening up more tabs. Okay, so the next one would be developing routines for falling back and malfunctions. Uh, we've experienced that this past couple weeks. So sometimes the Wi-Fi isn't working out the way we'd like it to. So that example with Miss um, Patrick, when there was a Today's Meet thing and it wasn't working out, and they just slipped to uh, discussions, maybe a reflection. Having something uh, built into the lesson so you can flip back to it quickly is going to avoid that really uncomfortable time where you don't really have a backup and you're scrambling last minute. All right, my next point would be to uh, not be afraid to try. So um, this kind of goes back to that same example again with the, the process changing. So initially she was talking about how they were sitting in front of Chromebooks for the entire period and there was no real uh, direct instruction going on. Um, but over time, it evolved into an activity where they were using technology, but it wasn't the primary focus of the whole class. So don't be afraid to kind of mix it up and play around with it a little bit. And my last one kind of feeds into that little one. They, they kind of piggybacks on the back of that thought, which was um, don't just let them use the technology nonstop. So novelty tends to drive learning when there's a change in the process, when there's something new and engaging. If it's, if it's every time they associate your classroom with uh, opening up screens and staring at a screen for an hour, hour and a half, they're going to stop checking in. They're going to check out mentally, and they're going to be, they're going to be conditioned to do so. So um, be, don't be afraid to mix it up. All right, so what are your takeaways? Join the discussion on soundcloud.com backslash schs dash rocketcast. So that's schs dash r-o-c-k-e-t-c-a-s-t. Or you can always contact me at james, that's J-A-M-E-S, dot wampler, W-A-M-P-L-E-R, at shelby.kyschools.us. All right, guys, that about wraps it up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the RocketCast. I'm James Wampler. Hopefully this has been one small step for thinking about your classroom that naturally leads to one giant leap in your instruction. Love blue, live gold. Here we got a roll program. Neil Armstrong reporting the rolling pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading.